0: Hello and welcome to Business Leader Conversations, a brand new show where we will be talking to interesting and inspirational figures from across the business world. Today, we'll be speaking with Rita Liu, the CCO at Mode. Rita spent a decade expanding the international arms of Chinese tech giant Alipay before moving to the UK-based crypto-focused disruptor in 2020. We're very excited to be talking to Rita today. If you'd like to find out more about Business Leader, our print magazine or events network, please visit us at www.businessleader.co.uk right, uh, let's begin with the interview. Rita, thank you so much for joining us today. I really, really appreciate it. How are you today?
1: I'm very good. Thanks, Josh. How are you?
0: Yeah, no, fantastic. Thanks. Rita, I want, I want to kind of chat about yourself. Your personal journey has been a really, really interesting one. And before we get too much into kind of what you're doing at the moment, I just wanted to kind of dig into kind of what your life was like growing up. And have you always had a kind of drive to be in business?
1: Yeah, uh, thanks for having me, Josh. I grew up in a small town in uh, southwestern China in Sichuan province. And as a little girl, I think I always dreamed about going around the world. I did go through like different phases of ideas for what I want to do when I, when I grow up from scientists to politicians and pretty much (laughs) fixed on becoming a rock star (laughs) when I I entered teenagehood but yeah I I was I wouldn't say I always had the drive to be in business but I always always dreamed about going around the world which I sort of did.
0: (laughs) Yeah yeah no absolutely and I mean you know we kind of get onto that now your 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 history of kind of rising through the ranks at at Alipay and then moving over to um, to Mode. Could you just tell us about your journey kind of from from Alipay all the way through to Mode?
1: I joined Alipay in 2010. Uh, looking back, it was really, really good time because that was when digital technology was about to start its most fascinating growth in China in the new decade. So when I joined Alipay, it was mainly seen as a payment method or a payment tool for Alibaba marketplaces. And the first year I was there, I was part of the, a project that launched the new way of online payment that I think basically was one of the most De- defining innovations in China's fintech growth history. So I was really lucky to join at that time. And then in 2011, uh, Alipay's international business was, was founded and I was selected to join the team as one of the first members. And that kicked off my world tour with Alipay. And so I started to look into strategy and partnerships in South Korea, Japan, and then Russia, Brazil, US, and then Western Europe. So in 2015, I was uh, relocated to UK to formally start our European business. And we started from zero to establish Alipay's presence and brand in Europe. And we nailed numerous key partnerships and deals. And then I was brought over to US and Canada for the same reason. And then then in 2019, I was brought back to London again to lead Alipay's key partnerships with, uh, with UEFA while serving as CEO of Alipay UK. So as you can see, it has been a wild journey and a very enriching and inspiring journey, I would say. It's not to say there has not been uh, challenges and difficulties, but, but I guess, you know, through challenges, we grow a lot. Um, and in 2020, I think it was time for me, I felt it was time for me to start a new challenge and join something small again. And, and think, I think Mode is, uh, uh, is uh, you know, like inspired to do as something disruptive in the, in the, in the space, and I feel I felt it was very aligned with my vision. So that's when I joined Mode as a as a CCO, and also uh, I'm a director on the board.
0: Oh no, that's that's great. Um, obviously, you've mentioned both Mode and Alipay, and and both of them have had their. Um, the, the hand in kind of disrupting the traditional ways of working. Um, mm-hmm. On a personal level, do you feel like you were more drawn to disruptors rather than kind of more established, kind of um, old school, if you will, business
1: businesses? <laughs> I think I, I would say so. Um, I think even though AliPay was uh, was quite a big organization, I, even when I joined, it was already quite big in terms of the size. But but I think you know it has always had the uh, grassroots. Disruptive, in you know, a startup spirit and I really enjoyed that and uh, in Mode it's for sure you know it's a very vibrant and young team and I really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah no that's great. Um, you've obviously played quite a big part in growing both both businesses really. Um, were there any kind of figures uh, throughout your business life um, that really stand out that you kind of learned important lessons from?
1: For sure, a lot. I think on my journey, I definitely have met lots and lots of inspiring leaders and learned a lot from them. But one thing I do want to mention is Alipay has a very good presence of female leadership. I think in Mode as well. Um, So about half of the leadership team in whole Alibaba and Alipay groups are female. And I had the pleasure to work with some of them. For example, Lucy Peng, who was CEO of Alipay for a while. She founded the Alibaba culture, which is always customer first. And she leads with lots of compassion to the team. And I learned a lot from her. And I think, and also in Mode, in a way, half of the leadership team is also female. And I, I think that's a really good, example and um, i'm very inspired by by the team members every day
0: kind of sticking with that same vein um do you feel like there's enough being done in the uk uh fintech sector um to to encourage women to to get into it and you know kind of be part of these high um you know high, higher level uh levels within these companies do you think enough's being done or, or can, can you know can is, is there anything that you would suggest to kind of make it better
1: i know lots of organizations and government bodies are Advocating, right? Like female leadership in financial services or fintech. Of course, you know we we still see gaps in you know from the data we see, you know, like from the reality. So I think you know still a lot can be done. Part of what why I'm doing this interview here now is to uh, to sort of show that you know to the little girls (laughs) in schools or or, you know or young people uh, who are just starting their career that you know it's possible. It's possible for for, for women to uh, to to grow to 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 you know higher senior level uh, of uh, organizations uh, in fintech and financial services.
0: You started your position at Mode right at the start of the pandemic, um, arguably one of the most turbulent times in 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 history. How have you found the last year on a personal level?
1: It's. Definitely not easy, I would say. So I started in mode the week before London went into lockdown, the first lockdown. Some of the people in the company I still haven't met yet. Ever didn't expect that. And of course, you know, like there's there there was lots of isolation, and you know, like uh, it, it's definitely difficult. But I, I do think you know through this kind of difficulties, you know, people we we also see like the the p- potential of us, you know how fast we can adapt, you know, like and work through challenges and challenges really make us grow uh, much faster. And I think, you know, during this process, I learned a lot uh, about, you know, how we can, you know, improve communication, even though in, in isolation. Right. So so it has been difficult, but I think, you know, it has been a learning process for me as well.
0: So obviously you've, you've held some quite high positions in, in all of your companies. And obviously, as you said, like kind of moving around a lot. Um, yeah. And obviously now with the pandemic, things are very much online and kind of, you know, uh, Zoom calls, et cetera. Do, do you feel like your leadership style has changed since you've been at mode to kind of deal with a pandemic? Or is this something that you were kind of used to in, in your previous roles?
1: I think yes, to some extent. I always have been like in business development and in you know, a new new market development. So I would say my style style has always been a bit aggressive let's say mm. but i think you know during the pandemic as we see each other much each other much less so it requires us to think ahead in terms of what the team might be going through and what help they might need you know um, because some people are are relatively how to say like um uh, they, they they don't they don't communicate that much you know, of their difficulties so you as a leader you sort of need to think ahead you know like uh, what the team is going through and, and actively reach out to see if they need help, you know, in their daily works. Um, so I think it does require us to be more compassionate uh, as a leader. Uh, while, you know, we do need to, to reach our goal, to reach our targets, but as a leader, we do need to uh, be more compass- compassionate during this kind of difficult time.
0: One of Mo's keen focuses is on uh, on Bitcoin. Um, the mainstream chatter of Bitcoin was high in 2018, then it's simmered down. It's been thrown again into the spotlight again uh, very recently. Um, in your opinion, uh, are people who haven't invested in cryptocurrency missing out on a big opportunity?
1: I think the nature of Bitcoin as a network and as an mm-hmm. asset and as a set of technology is very fascinating. It's definitely very complicated and the world is still yet to learn about it. And I think there are lots of noises around it, but Bitcoin is is the uh, first truly global currency that's born out of the internet. And it does have a very sound monetary policy in the protocol. So I think that does carry significance for our generation so everyone should try to learn about it try spend spend some time to learn about it and try to get involved and i think well just as a piece of uh, (laughs) advertisement i think mode is a great place to start that journey for for anyone for everyone but of course i do want to mention here as well that mode is not just about Bitcoin, we're also uh, disrupting the traditional fiat payment space uh, by fully leveraging exciting technologies such as open banking. So we are the first mover to bring the real benefit of open banking by enabling you know, account-to-account payment to retail payment so that you know merchants and customers can have a cheaper alternative to card payment. Uh, we are the first mover to do that, and we're also building products to harness the uh, power of data uh, enabled by open banking to help businesses to uh, engage with customers much easier so that they can survive the pandemic and also have a truly digital tool to engage with customers and attract new customers much easier.
0: We have a new segment on the show which is called uh, Business Leaders Answer the Internet's Questions and uh, we have a bit of a strange one here from from reddit for you today uh, this is very much uh, a hot topic with the pandemic and uh, etc um uh, why don't we just print more money
1: uh, <laughs> right yes I, I think actually we did right <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not so much i, I think you know uh, in, uh, we know that us government Printed trillions of dollars last year, and it seems like they are going to continue to do so. Why that's problematic? Obviously, you know, like you cannot print more money to solve your current problem just out of thin air, because you know that doesn't solve problems. It just lay more problems on the existing problems. That's actually one of the reasons I think you know last year that happened on the macro level that pushed the forward. One of the narratives around Bitcoin as a sound store of value, right, which is resistant to uh, inflation and uh, and money printing, and that's why you know lots of uh, lots of institutional investors, big fund managers, came into the space because they see this as a digital gold, as a sound store of value that can be res- resistant to inflation, that that would po- probably come about as a result of oh excessive money printing so i think um that's definitely not the solution to our to our world you know by printing more money we need to find you know new ways to we, we need to find sustainable ways to solve our problems
0: last question for you um obviously there are very very close ties between alipay and alibaba uh jack ma is the founder of alibaba have you have you met jack have you spending time with him at all
1: Yes, yes. Actually, uh, on various occasions, actually, Jack is known to uh, sometimes uh, secretly or suddenly appear in office and surprise everyone. <laughs> and uh, and he did that uh, a few times when I was there. Uh, you know, I, uh, and of course, you know there were projects and uh, and and business meetings uh, we were in together. He's a he's an inspirational and and tr- truly visionary uh, visionary leader. I really really admired him admire him
0: yeah rita thank you so much for your time today really appreciate it um just kind of do you have any kind of final words for our for our audience at all
1: i think uh well thank you josh for the for the opportunity i guess you know like download mode
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely rita thank you so much for your time today i really appreciate it
1: thank you josh